Welcome to the Media Mavens podcast, where you'll hear the most compelling, provocative, and real conversations with industry leaders and innovators in tech, sports, and entertainment with our host and CEO of well-known PR firm, Axis Entertainment, Sarah Miller. Hi, this is Sarah Miller, CEO of Axis Entertainment, your host of Media Mavens podcast. I'm here with James Andrews, CEO and founder of Global Liquidity. Hi, James. Hi, Sarah. Great to <laughs> be here. Great to I'm be laughing. here. I know. I'm just, it's Thursday after you. I'm just laughing from our chat prior to this. Okay. But for the record, I'm happy you did come on. I know it's a crazy week for you right now as any startup is in the Bitcoin light card space. But I'm kind of intrigued with what you're doing right now because you showed me a picture of the ATM. <laughs> sure. And we're using Stripe actually for the big global awards. But like, tell me real quickly, what's going on? What does global liquidity do? And like, I want to know where you were before you got to where you are right now as well. Oh, all right. There we go. That's that's the way we can look at it. Is uh, <laughs> I, I've had a long career starting from 1997 or so on Wall Street. I started out running Wall Street trading floors, like through very non-traditional uh, pathways. You know, I didn't I would go to Ivy League school or anything right out of high school, which I didn't even quite graduate. I started running uh, Wall Street trading floors. And I got involved in that thing called day trading back then and got really deep involved in the technology of, of electronic trading of assets. And then um, many, many years later, now, when I saw everything happening in Bitcoin and crypto, it really was sort of exciting to me because it reminded me of some of like the more exciting, what I would call the older days before everything got so institutionalized on Wall Street. And it felt like there was this energy and this vibrance in the Bitcoin world. What happened then is in 2017, I made a, a Telegram group, you know, like everyone in crypto uses Telegram, the app to like to, to gather. And I made this little group in New York called James's Crypto Treehouse. And the idea was it was it was helping my friends find cool things to do in New York and all over the world related to crypto and blockchain. And the first day I had 100 people in it. The next day I had 200, then 400. And pretty soon I had well over 2000 people in this group. And I would organize dinners for people probably did like 50 dinners or so. And I loved the energy there. It felt like there was this real excitement for new possibilities that I felt was lacking in a lot of like regular industry that I was in. And so partly because I had that group, I was able to start a business focusing on bringing certain technology to this space that I had been working on in years past when I was actually working on virtual reality for a while. I was an Oculus virtual reality developer. And I started to try to bring some of these ideas of making like new kinds of interfaces that are not just web pages into the experience of crypto in general. And we have our, our current product that we're working on is we've, we've made this thing called the Lightning Bridge ATM, which is a way of uh, moving money in and out of these Web3 chains with an interface that looks just like a regular ATM machine. Theme here is this stuff is so hard for people. And if we can rethink the way things are presented in terms of crypto and moving money in and out of it, it could appeal to a much more broad audience. And that's it's, what we're funny, it's funny talking to you because like we have a client, I have a good friend who they're all into the whole NFT, the whole Web3. They're into the light cards. And it is a struggle because they are so... Oh, NFTs, you mean? The, uh, the NFTs, um, Web3.0, the avatars, the light cards. Stuff, yeah. But they're so far beyond. Like Danny's so far, eight steps ahead of everybody else in his thinking on light cards and what they do and how they're interacting. And um, so, yeah, I, I, it's hard because you really, everybody's just now understanding 
crypto and Bitcoin. But now there's some people are now on light cards and there's I'm not sure what light card what, was that the right term? Light what's a light card? Are we am, no, am light I card, light card. They call it a light card. So like when I was on your website, you know, the iridescent card, they have light cards that they're now using to convert the energy into the NFTs and the cryptos. And like there's a few people out there that it's we're all at the crypto Bitcoin level, but they're so far ahead on that when it comes to the um fintech, the money, the transferring yeah. on your light card, downloading it from the light card versus ATMs versus your Coinbase wallet. And so it's super exciting how far ahead some of these companies are thinking, but it's the struggle of trying to figure out how to get the masses to understand that advanced yeah. technology. And, but they're, they're working so quickly ahead of it. So, but I love it because we talked about light cards and they, tell me what the ATM is. I know we chatted about this a little bit, Here's an example of, I've got a little, I can see it on my desktop here. So if you look at this, this probably hopefully looks familiar to you, right? My screen here, it's a traditional ATM, right? It looks just like a ATM that we use ATM anywhere. ATM, a bank, yeah, withdraw deposit. Yeah, yeah. withdraw deposit. Like the idea is why not, a lot of times when you deal with crypto, people are making you like copy and paste these long strings of text yeah. and it's like complicated cutting and pasting stuff and it's real pain. And then you have to do this thing where you have to write down all these words, your seed phrase, so you don't lose all your money. Did you ever go through that? I did. So I had to do when I did my Coinbase wallet and I did something else. I got a thing set up. I met a wallet and I had these 25 questions. And what's so stupid is that I saved them. I wrote them down. I emailed them to my parents. I'm like, mom, in case I my computer crashes or I lose it or I forget it, you know, between traveling and I had to move and stuff. Just backup, right? So yeah. funny because I recently moved to my mom. Where is this? My mom's like, oh, it's saved on the computer somewhere. But my mom doesn't remember where she put it. But I know it's somewhere on her computer, my parents and their desktop, their office. So I have to go dig through my parents' computer to find my security yeah. codes. But you know what? Oh, that's the worst. And somebody put the things up. But like my Coinbase wallet is there. I lost like seven, eight grand when everything crashed last year. I just haven't looked at it since then. I'm not going to withdraw at it. I'm just going to wait till things level out. I do have some ETH and some Bitcoin in there. But yeah, I, you know, I mean, it, it, I'm not worried about it's a pain. it. But, but the thing is, that like, every like if you do a MetaMask and some of the stuff, NFTs, I have to transfer stuff out of my Coinbase wallet into a different, I have to convert it to ETH or Bitcoin to transfer it back to here. There's so many places you have to transfer out of Coinbase yeah. to buy, to sell, to use, to buy. I can't use my Coinbase to go buy NFTs with ETH because I have to convert it and stuff. So uh. to me, <laughs> I don't even do any of that. I just... It's horrible. It's like the stock market. It goes up, up. I was killing it. Yeah. Flat lines. And then I'm like, whatever's left. Well, yeah. Well, well, see, this is what we're trying to fix here. So this is our website right here. It's lightningbridge.com. And when you connect to the ATM, you have to pick which network we're on. These are the these are the networks like okay, Solana. So, so we're on a podcast. So let's like be a little more descriptive. Oh, this is not no. visual. Got okay. it. So, right. so, so what, hold on, what, hold on. So it's Lightning Bridge, the website is globalliquidity.com. Well, that's the company's website. The product's Got website it. is lightningbridge.com. And the idea, first off here for anyone that's listening on audio, is just a regular website. And you just hit connect, right? And then you just have to log in like with your regular Google, for instance, you know, just a simple regular login. And then when you log in the first time, we actually create a wallet for you internally that you don't even have to write down the code for. It's, It's shared in a unique way that it's secure. It's your wallet. 
but you don't hold on to that code unless you ask for it. There's a way to get the code and then you, you can keep it. But if you don't need to worry about it, you don't want to worry about it, you don't need to worry about it. So now you've got a wallet. You have the thing that could buy and sell on all these NFT sites, et cetera, but there's no money in it. Well, yeah. watch how simple it is to put money in it. Now that you got the wallet, the first thing you do is you hit deposit. And we've got a, an interface that looks like an ATM with the buttons on the side and you hit deposit and you pick what you want to deposit. And we say we want to deposit that token there, the, the soul, that's like the Solana token. And how much? Just like an ATM. We'll just do five bucks right now. And then the technique what I'm really excited about is we support, first off, we support Stripe debit credit cards, but we also support what I'm really excited about, a new payment method that people should keep their ears open about called Bitcoin Lightning. It's not regular Bitcoin. It's a way that Bitcoin can move instantly. And what's really exciting about it is a cash app, the really famous app that probably most of us have on our phones, works with Lightning now. They integrated Lightning into it. So you can open up your Cash app, which is like the number one app in the app store, and you can scan a QR code that will pay a Lightning invoice. So here, I'm going to do it. Lightning. Okay, so I still, so, so I hate Cash app. I, I mean, I only use, I mean, obviously I Zelle everybody if I need to. And I use Stripe just for the um, awards and stuff coming to the agency on awards and stuff. But is Cash app the only app that is connected? No. No, there's many apps. There's okay. another one. There's one that I really recommend to people, a new one called Strike with a K. It's kind of like Stripe, but with a K, Strike. And what's great about that one is you don't even need to buy any Bitcoin ever. What it does is you connect your debit card or credit card just like with a Cash App or something yeah. or Venmo. And once you've done that, you can now participate in this Bitcoin Lightning world. And what you can do with it is this. Watch, I'm going to hit confirm. And we're going to generate a little QR code here. Watch how fast this is. I'm going to point my phone at it. And it's going to tell me right now that I have to pay this invoice. And that way I can't mess up the price. It tells me how much. It says, okay, I'm going to pay $5.25. I'm going to hit go. As soon as I hit go now, now watch what happens. Boom. We've detected it. We're now moving the funds into your wallet. And there they are. And if you can't hear it probably coming through, we've got like these cool sounds where it goes ding, shows a check mark, just like an ATM. You're done. You're ready to go buy an NFT or something. And it's that easy. So that's wow. what, that's what we're going for. So you guys, you guys, you guys are literally, there's been such a barrier of entry when it comes to all these altcoins, these wallets and everything and how to do stuff. You guys are really streamlining this into making it much easier and quicker. Now, if we have people, a lot of people have a Coinbase wallet. I mean, yeah. the, um, Super Bowl last year, you had to watch it to catch the Coinbase QR code on the advertising on the screen during Super Bowl. And if you hit it, it was like $100,000 or whatever million dollar winners and stuff in coins. If you're on a coin, Coinbase, which is yeah. a big one, can Coinbase <laughs> connect into it's so this. funny you asked. It's so good you asked because you know what? we This is what we're having a really wild week over here because we realized that there's a lot of people that don't want to start from scratch like I just showed you. They have a wallet. So what we have here, I'm showing you on my screen here, the audio people won't be able to hear it though, is a new product we're working on that allows you to experience the same thing, except when you hit connect, it lets you pick from 195 wallets, including the Coinbase wallet. There's, any that, of many, them. Wait, there's that many out there? There's 197 total wallets out there. Now, most people probably have MetaMask or Coinbase, yeah. but there's so many. And so what we have decided to do is to offer the ability to connect any of these. And we have this interface that's sort of like the ATM that allows you very much to say how much you want, and then it deposits it right into your own wallet that isn't our wallet. So these are our two products, the, the wallet that you don't need to write down a code for, and you can just deposit into it like an ATM. And we also have this ability to 
move these this funds in and out using apps like Cash App very quickly. You saw how fast that was. A lot of times so I this, felt... So you could either connect your existing wallet, which everybody has, or yeah. if you don't have a wallet, you don't have you any crypto, you could just use Cash App, I don't know, Stripe, whatever, all these basic ones, Venmo, and I could just dump money into this and then well, use... Well, not yeah. exactly, because in, in both cases, you're still going to be using Cash App to send the money in and out. The difference is, do you already have a Coinbase wallet or are you using our wallet that you just log into? And, and then, so you have two options. You can connect your wallet or you can just log in. To yeah, the, yeah. What we, and you can do yeah. Cash App, but then you use this to then buy you use this. NFT. You could use this to yes. buy NFT. You don't have to convert it. You don't have to convert to ETH, the Bitcoin. Correct. You don't have to do all yes. this kind of like that middle person yes. does it all for you. Yes, you are now able to go to a site like OpenSea and you're able to log into that site using the wallet you just created by scanning it with the phone and you log in and then you can spend the funds. Got it. So, 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 we, so we have a, a we, there's a company and they did an NFT and they they don't know enough about technology. Yeah, so we're kind of in shock they even know enough about NFTs to do NFTs. Yeah. But there's no way Ethereum takes credit cards like no ETH and Bitcoin do not. They're, they're coins. There's no credit cards. There's a processor. But I guess the person they use out of Miami, it's a company who yeah. gets the first client. They don't they're doing. They're now telling everybody you don't need you can buy an NFT. You don't even need any coins. You just use your credit card to purchase it on an NFT. So my, my question is the whole point of the coins and NFTs. And I get all that. Are companies out there making it where you don't even need Ethereum? If I say I have an NFT worth $199, I could just use my credit card like I'm purchasing anything online. There's companies I'm hearing about that are making it that easy, but then I'm questioning the yeah. legitimacy of those companies. Well, here's the, of course, you could, generally, you could, you could sell an NFT even before crypto and blockchains yeah. came about. It could just be an entry in a catalog, right? And exactly. then you could just do, spend it with a credit card. What, what's the point, right? So the, the beauty of or the, the hope of crypto in general is that it provides new and better ways than we've had before for moving money and for representing assets. So if you want to pay with a credit card, you can. But guess what? You're always going to be paying around 3% right, to the credit card companies. And, you, and you're also not ever going to be make, able to make really small transactions. And there's a lot of uses when you might want to do that, like even 10, 20, 30 cents worth. There's a lot of cool things you could do with that online that you can't use credit cards for. But with what we're doing here, we're not using because we're not using the credit card companies. We're actually I have a direct connection on what's called the Lightning Network to Cash App behind the scenes in a way that we've set up these nodes that lets Cash App, this company that has all these users, can just zap money to me instantly for almost free. And once more people realize that this is available, I think it's going to really have give the credit card companies a run for their money in terms of the value they bring. And so. Wouldn't it be great if we didn't have to pay 3% every time we process yeah. the payment? So, that would yeah. add up. Let me ask you questions. So, I mean, what do you think? So I have a few questions for you. What do you think about, I mean, take the NFTs away, but people are now saying you could buy NFTs just as like a credit card transaction, like buying paper towels on Amazon. It's just, an, yeah. I feel like that kind of takes away, that, that's not the point of doing NFTs because I think it values, devalues. It's just like you say, you're just buying an image. I don't, like, I, I kind of feel like that's where people are going when they don't really understand the business. But you know, everybody has seen a big land grab. I could do an image, I can mint it, and I can make millions of dollars. I think the spin and hype of that is so yeah. out of control. Everybody's saying they're doing NFTs and now and because they think it's a quick fix, a quick money grab. 
but it's really not. You're just taking a credit card for images that are cute that you don't really need a third party. The company wants to do NFTs, they can just sell them themselves on the website. There's no, there's really no proprietary anything to do that. <laughs> but they're making people think there is, you don't know about it. And there's so many scams out there. Oh, so there sure are. I, I really think that is that is insightful. And I think that I don't think we're going to see another big rush of that NFT yeah. craze. It's, it's died off a lot. But well, you, mean, know, anytime- you know, 75% um, we, we, from the analysts, NFT market has dropped 75% a year ago. It's not surprising. So people aren't buying NFTs anymore. It's like, why are you... So I'm just trying to look at a particular client. Why are you doing a rev share with somebody who's pushing this NFT when you're just taking credit cards and you can just lay out those NFTs on your website as part of the product line? And make more money out. I think it's a good question. And I think that that I'm not really particularly excited about NFTs, particularly. I never really was. And I'm more excited to see. I was just out at a conference in San Francisco called Converge that was put on by the company called Circle, which is the issuer of what's called USD coin, USDC. It's not Bitcoin, but it's this coin that they have a dollar in a bank somewhere for every coin on the chain. And it's getting really, really popular. And there was a ton of energy out there. I mean, Visa had a booth out there. So what's very interesting is instead of this being all about NFTs and about metaverse and all this stuff that everyone was talking about six months ago, the real narrative now where the energy is, I find, is in this being sort of a next generation of fintech and payments where people are soon going to be able to, they're more and more are able to receive payment as a vendor online or brick and mortar in an asset that is not US dollars. It's USDC, for example. And so this is something that's, I think, something to keep an eye on because there's a lot of benefits to it. You can pay your employees cross-border with USDC instantly and for almost no cost. How many people would like to be able to do that? I mean, it's a big risk to have a, a PayPal set up to pay your employees because sometimes they'll just shut you down for no reason. And then you have to to argue with them about why. And so I'm really excited to see all these new forms of uh, borderless, somewhat borderless payments uh, arise, even apart from their application to things like NFTs. There's a yeah. lot of other cool use cases. Well, so, so I'm I'm not a PayPal fan. I was for a long time, and it was the only thing out there. But uh, there was an, I can literally one of every three people I talked to got so messed up PayPal between scams or accounts or fraud. People say, "Hey, I'm going to pay your invoice." on PayPal and then they'll quickly steal a card or they'll file and then they pull the money back from you. And then there's this no, and you can't yeah. talk to anybody at PayPal. I mean, there is so much money being lost from honestly ethical companies because people paid them with PayPal. They didn't realize that, hey, always say no. Somebody says, hey, I want to pay you in PayPal because then I could say, you know what? You're being an asshole. Uh, you know what? PayPal, I didn't pay them that $5,000. I could just do all this bullshit, bullshit. I'm always going to be the one filing. So I'm the one that they favor. They're going to say, hey, James, give us proof why it's not your money, which is hard to do. And then you lose money. You did all the work for free. I've talked to seven people who did a big analyst report on this who have all businesses who've all lost money and had issues because of PayPal. So I am astounded that PayPal is even in business because we obviously moved the Stripe, there's Zelle, there's yeah. so much payment options out there. But uh, we ran a public U.S. patent report. There are more complaints against PayPal than any other company wow. in the U.S. right now. I, I, that's not of surprising. Them, of them siding with scam people to justify getting their money back when they owed somebody something legitimately. And yeah. there is the biggest complaints. Again, PayPal doesn't 
answer anything legal. You're just one of a billion people. They just shut down. But um, they have the biggest complaints. And I think I don't there was an SEC inquiry because you can't keep just it's to me, PayPal is like the biggest money laundering scam. And I'm surprised they are still even functioning. But the fact that the safety security and where we're moving and how far down the future we are with coins, it just astounds me that some of these people are even still in business. And there's like a bank down in Argentina and Brazil that are now adapting to Bitcoin. We have a client yeah. who's big in Bitcoin. So we know some of these people down in Peru are using, you know, what is 30 cents, a dollar, $2. They're using the Bitcoin wallet on Tashi's to actually buy milk and buy stuff to be sustainable. I mean, it's amazing to look at five years ago and where we are to now. But now we're looking at light cards and like digital ATMs and stuff like what you guys are doing. That's just even more advanced than where we were. Now, yeah, what, and what's real? Yeah, there's there, there's a whole new set of ways to pay for things that I think are, is really set to shake up the payments industry, which is a huge industry and it has a lot of a lot of friction in it and a lot of just we're used to things being done the old way. And so I think that that's one of the things that that crypto and even the Bitcoin Lightning Network is actually really good for. It's a new way to move money very quickly and very efficiently. But what do you think? So. But it's, it's only digital because this is my big thing. It's only for digital goods. Zelle became very popular and um, Venmo because people who they, hey, let's split the dinner bill. I owe you money. I never carry cash on me anymore. If, you know, everything's Zelle, everything's um, Apple Pay. I become so addicted, which is really bad. Good thing about Apple Pay, tap and go. I get it. It's easy breezy, yeah. no barrier. But then if like, if I really need those 200, 800 pair of shoes, I don't have my wallet, tap and go. Now, I mean, so there is, a, it's still a control thing there, but it's funny because I'm all about that. But my thing with um, my coin wallet, it's hard when somebody doesn't have a wallet. I can't pay anything really with crypto or Bitcoin because you can say, hey, I need $1,000 for a painting. Well, I'll take crypto. Well, by the time you get it, it could be worth 700 600 So volatile. And I don't think a lot of people on the physical goods I don't think yeah. I'm quite there yet. Well, this is what's so. This is what I think. There's a lot of energy around this USDC coin because it's always worth a dollar. Yeah, like that that means a lot. Like you don't want to charge in some don't coin. That's value. Gonna, there's no value being lost. Th- there's no value being lost. Now, what it also doesn't have the benefits of something like Bitcoin, where Bitcoin isn't based on the banking system, which is great, but there's a lot of volatility associated yeah. with that. But with this USDC, it really is a sort of digital dollar, just another type of a dollar. And it, it's, it turns out that the private sector has beaten the government to issuing it. And people are starting to realize, hey, there's a lot of reasons why people, why it might be good to take payments in this USDC, especially as there's more and more ways to turn it into your local currency wherever you are. And so it be, it's a it's a really interesting time for that. No, I think it's exciting. It's just, I think the big, the big hurdle we're going to all see, our barrier to entry is a lot of people who are very set on the traditional way of um, centralized banking to where they're not going to take any kind of altcoins for cars, for physical goods. I mean, I mean, they're getting better with, you know, tap and goes, but like we have this barrier to let people understand that way of thinking from yeah. banking to like, if you're a landlord, you're not going to take your rent in, you know, from your tenants in digital. I mean, some may, but a majority of people out there are in the world are not quite on this whole digital trend yet. I'd like to see more education out there so they can understand it is safe. It is secure. It is something you want to, you could take and you could use to buy, but you know, you have to have 
both ends buying and selling and taking and offering. And it's always one sided where somebody takes it, but somebody doesn't offer it or some you want to pay with it, but somebody doesn't take it. So I still feel like we're a little early until we get to that point of adoption. Definitely. It, yeah, definitely. But I, but I tell you, if you want to work in a space where there's really opportunity to make some real changes and some innovation, yeah. this is a lot, this you're a lot more likely to find it here, I think, than in the traditional world right now. Well, you know, you're, what, what's, you're, and you're using technology to innovate and you're paving the way and changing the way the world is, which is since COVID, a lot of innovation has come out there. And so if you think about it, technology works very quickly, but because we were all on lockdown for a year or two years, two and a half years, technology sped up quicker than <laughs> ever and got ahead of us. So now we are all trying to catch up to the technology versus the other way around, because while we were all down figuring out, you know, trying to survive, do we go out? Do we not go out? Are we allowed to go out? <laughs> we traveled, we just work from home. Like all the R and D was just like on fire. <laughs> Things change so fast right now, for sure. Which is amazing to me that we went. I mean, it's not like like nothing good came out of COVID. I understand it's been horrible two, three years. There's still a lot of distress and issues from it. But the good thing out of COVID, we have used that time to figure out how to better the future through technology to speed it up to see what's out there. That where I think is exciting that came out of COVID. That's a very interesting observation. And I certainly feel that volatility and energy. <laughs> well, I mean, if we weren't in cover, we're still on moving. We've had so many 20 billion things that we're dealing with. But this gave the technology a chance to actually get ahead of us and do its job, which I think is tremendous. But it, so so if we had an ATM for you guys right now, where can I use it? What can I buy? I mean, is it just NFTs well, or... Yeah. Yeah, you can use it basically anywhere that you can log in with a a crypto wallet, which means that there's there's NFTs, there are this whole world of DeFi out there in general, various form of yield bearing products, metaverse stuff. But you know what? It's all really early for sure. And that's why I think what we're going to see more and more is I'm excited for the use of these these payments for just regular real world assets and services. Well, I think, I think what this is going to be instrumental because some of the retailers like Gucci, uh, LV, some of these guys have killed it in fashion retail in the metaverse where you could buy physical goods up there now with yes. Bitcoin and crypto. And I think that's a tremendous. So if I want like those Gucci shoes, that Prada sweater, you know, I don't have to mess around. I could just, this is a seamless way to get what I need without all the transfers and logging in and logging out and remembering and, you know, Moving things yeah. this to Bitcoin to ETH and did, um, did you think you pay out the gas fees and stuff? So this is actually a tremendous go between. You know what we're going to see at first? We're going to see it uh, in the the things that it's not directly to the consumer so much, but any company now, if you're a company and you have any form of web presence, you probably have an account with either Amazon or Google or Microsoft for the cloud computing. Yeah. Huge business. Just yesterday, Google, one of the largest, says they're now going to accept USDC as payment for cloud services. So now a business can pay their one of their main bills every month in this USDC. And so that is a changing tide. You know that that's going to be something that is going to be bigger and bigger I believe. So you 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 see the USDD these coins being the next big at least big movement in um digital currency. That's what I feel I that's what I feel like is I was I feel like there's a lot of energy around it. I, it was surprising how much the, to feel at that show out there of how many how many different people are working on things related to this idea that hey wow, we can actually use this crypto ecosystem to transfer value in a way that is stable 
that's a lot more appealing to people now, especially since they've seen the volatility and how much things can go since they've lost their hundreds and, and down, down, right? I mean, now everyone dollars, cares. Yeah, the, the people are like, oh shit, I just lost eight, nine grand in my crypto. But, yeah. I, but I love that there is a stable coin. It's in a digital format, but you don't have the fear of the velocity of it. You still have your value. And I do think that's a big deal right now moving into the digital space. Yeah. Yeah, you have the ability to move it so quickly and inexpensively. And so it's turned out that that has what people are really gravitating to. I think it's awesome. Okay, so for everybody out there who has a Coinbase, who has all their wallets and everything, where can they go? Where where can they get access to the ATM with you guys? They can go to lightningbridge.com. And we are progressively updating things and... and uh uh, every day with, with and you're new available features. on iOS, Android. You, you're on the it's app. just web. It's just web. That's what's so great about it. We really? we what 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 I showed you there. We have been really pioneering a new kind of technology that lets us run like a rich experience right in a web browser. And it, it's even all it's even like three dimensional. It can even exist in an augmented reality headset projected out onto your view in front of you. Soon, it's like a new new type of UI technology that doesn't need an app. I think that's amazing. I do because I mean we're all on our phones day in and day out, but when we're at our desk during the day working. We aren't on our phone. We are on the computer. So yeah. because my big thing is like if I want to do something, it says Apple Pay now. Okay, great. You think you're savvy? Take Apple Pay on the web, but I still have to grab my phone to do yeah. the whole click yes, show my face scan. So I mean it's just it's just that one extra stuff. So my phone's not with me. I have to go find my phone to get the code. But I, I think that this is web based. Very advanced web basic. You know, let's talk about Web 3.0 plus plus plus. This is a great thing that you guys are doing. I I think so. I hope so. We're we're innovating and I hope it's well received. Oh my God. So exam. So I'm glad I'm so okay. I'm glad when you came on, but I'm glad that I was able to keep you on the show. (laughs) Yeah, right on. Right on. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is amazing. You definitely need to keep us um posted. But before we go, how can people reach you? Uh, just if you just look at well you, if you go to lightningbridge.com we have a little uh we have a little thought uh, balloon at the bottom right you can contact us that'll ding my phone directly and all our phones uh, you can like chat with us right away we, we're trying to have very good customer service so just <laughs> go to lightning bridge and talk to us that means james never sleeps lightning i'm <laughs> yeah. oh, okay james it was so good having you on i'm super happy thank you so much went around the world on all of this you will definitely keep us posted for sure evolved and then um we look forward to having you back on the show but until thank then, you sarah sarah miller media mavis podcast james andrew thanks for coming on thank you for joining us for this episode of the media mavis podcast if you don't want to miss an episode or want to download past episodes be sure to subscribe to the media mavis podcast on your favorite podcast provider to learn more about the podcast or our guests please visit mediamavenspodcast.com This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.